Hello and welcome back to Psalm Talks. My name is Sarah Hossein. I'm an engineer and a researcher of consciousness. This podcast is about the power of the mind, spirituality, consciousness, and the science behind consciousness. You will either hear me in solo episodes or I'll have the pleasure of being joined by researchers, scientists, authors, and experts in this field. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Dr. Joel Bennett. He is the president of Organizational Wellness and Learning Systems, which is a consulting firm that specializes in evidence-based wellness and e-learning technologies to promote organizational health and employee well-being. He is also an author and is adding another book to his collection. That book is called Soulful Capacity, which is going to be the second book of his collection called Quest for Presence. And here's a catch. He's giving away that book for $1.99 for the first 48 hours of its release. So if you click on the link in the bio, you can have that book for $1.99 on the 13th and the 14th of September. Because today is the 9th of September, you will be getting alerts to when the book is ready for grab. It is a steal. So please make sure to make the most of this deal. My conversation with Dr. Joel was exceptionally enlightening. He has a way with his words. He's candid yet abstract and talks about very complex and deep concepts on his spirituality with rather ease. And I caught myself learning quite a bit during this conversation. So if you like deep and candid conversations, yet ones which are enlightening and abstract at the same time, you are going to find this conversation a treat. So without further ado, let's begin. Dr. Joel, pleasure to have you. Pleasure to be here. So I went through your book, The Connoisseur of Time. I'm like diving right into it. <laughs> and I was mesmerized by the depth of knowledge you have and the simplistic nature of your explanations. And I have a lot of questions for you. So you obviously wrote a number of books in the area of spirituality. You have your own understanding of spirituality. And you refer to something called a journey in our conversations where you said that everybody has their own journey. So my questions are going to be in that area, understanding where you think spirituality comes from, what it means for you. And... What got you excited to write books? And we're, you know, would love to learn about the content of those books as well. So the first question, Dr. Joel, what is your idea of a spirituality? You know, it's, it's a question that um, I actually, in the book, uh, mm-hmm. have, the, have this uh, chapter called, What is Spirituality? <laughs> yeah. And right. in it, and in it, I I have to defer to somebody who knows a lot more than I do, and in this mm-hmm. case, it is Saint Teresa of Avila, the Spanish mystic, who mm-hmm. lived from 1515 to 1582, and she wrote, "We ought not to insist on everyone following in our footsteps." nor to take upon ourselves to give instruction in spirituality when perhaps we do not even know 
what it is. Very nice. Would you like to elaborate in your words yeah. what that gave you? Well, I think it's simply we each have to find our own definition. Yeah. And the key words there is we, that is all of us individually and all of us as a collective, mm. as a group, as a planet, each have to. So there's a, there's a, there's a sort of a little bit of a demand command there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have to find, or we each can. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. We each have to find, or we each can find. These mm -hmm. are very important words. Our own find, our own definition. So no one's telling you you have to find it. Mm -hmm. she's, she's not telling you you have to find it. I believe she's saying we can find it, which means it's a process of looking. It's mm -hmm. a process of discovering. And light is involved. <laughs> yeah. You're not groping around in the dark. Mm -hmm. And so that's a very simple understanding of what I believe she's meaning. Mm -hmm. That when you set out on the journey, you will be rewarded with some sort of gift of your own or your own path. I believe that we're all at some level being called to do that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I believe so too. I believe so too. And I really like um, that you quoted this because I think you pretty much addressed the crux of our very own nature as human beings. We are spiritual beings with physical bodies and duality is in our very own nature. And we are often conflicted with our human mind, the physical mind, and having a spiritual um, sense of being still and our gut feelings. So we have like the spirituality part of us, which is often talking to us, the spiritual being within us. And then we have the physical body, which, you know, wants logic, it wants reasoning, and it doesn't understand that we are all connected. So there is this conflict going on, but we're called to let go of that physical mind to some extent and dive deep into our own spiritual being and understand that we all are connected. We all are essentially one. Yes, I'm glad you see it that way. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Thank very you very good. much. You wrote the book Connoisseur for Time. And I got very excited because you're in a way challenging the normal definition of time in society right now. Today, time is a fixed, finite, you know, resource. If it goes, it goes. And we're kind of chasing it. And it's a massive metric for success as well. Because oftentimes some people go like, well, if I have more time for myself, if I have more free time, I'm more successful. I have free time to do what I want, a free time to go where I want, et cetera, et cetera. I would love to know what was going on in your mind, or even if you're okay, in, okay to share in your life 
which made you think that this is an important area to talk about? Well, it's a, it's a difficult, it's a challenging question because there's so many things. I mean, I, I first, uh, wrote time and intimacy in, uh, Mm -hmm. that got published in 2002. And, but before that, um, I had, you know, done spiritual readings. And before that, I had experiences as a child of um, knowing that this body was impermanent without Mm. anybody, without anybody telling me. Wow. And uh, so for uh, most of my life, I've been aware that I'm inhabiting this form that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you look at your hand long enough, you you can start to like if you look at your hand long enough you will start to get into this place of like what is going on here yeah and that that happened to me when i was a very young child mm-hmm. so time as i understood it deep within me was very different than the time of the clock the day the week the month yeah. And I heard references to time as a child does. And I was like, wait a second. Anybody who is growing up and educated, it's like learning the alphabet. Yeah. You know that this ABC, you know that the words go together by putting the letters together. You know that the sentences come into place. But at some point along the line, it's like, how does this all fit? You just learn it. You just learn it. Mm-hmm. You're indoctrinated into it because you have to get along in the world. You have to communicate. Yeah. You, have to, you have to society. It's the same thing mm-hmm. with a clock. So instead of ABCs, it's like, well, there's a second, there's a minute, there's an hour. There are special dates, Christmas, mm-hmm. New Year's, first day of school. And so you're like, well... But then it's this idea that, well, where did it all come from? Who decided that that's the way it's supposed to be? And that's then a you very realize, good question. And then you realize <laughs> there's another, hey, you talk to the kid around the corner from Puerto Rico. I grew up in New York. And they're speaking mm-hmm. a completely different language. I thought, what? Mm-hmm. What? And then you read the Tower of Babel story in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these things come together to kind of communicate to me that we aspire to enlightenment. We aspire to knowledge. We aspire to transcendence, purpose, meaning, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. contact with God. But the technologies, language, Blocks are not about that. Yeah, it's that 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 is not the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the that's what the story of the Tower of Babel is mm-hmm. somewhat about. So, it just starts to happen. Your mind starts to like if you stop. So the first thing in the connoisseur, mm-hmm. you cannot be a connoisseur unless you stop 
pause yeah and and contemplate what is this listen so that's the first step yeah so so that it's it's almost like a no brainer it's like mm-hmm. if you stop and pause all of this stuff starts to like become more you become more aware of it mm-hmm. i hope i hope i'm not being too abstract and esoteric here about it um well to help out the listeners who find it slightly abstract or out of reach i think what i'm understanding is that you're saying that the, this concept of time which originated which was a very good question that you proposed over there where did it all come from we kind of established the system that there is time by the hour by the day by the weeks and by the years and what you're saying is that when we're so entangled in these definitions we are essentially getting away from our own very self our own very soul for which time is not this way time is about mm-hmm. presence we've gotten not only have we gotten away yeah clock time and our adherence to linear time according to Newton and Newtonian logic mm-hmm. and Newton's version, Newton's version of what people call the clockwork universe, which is yes. something he never said. This this idea that it's a mechanical thing. Mm-hmm. That became that metaphor. And a lot of what we learned from Newton led to the industrial revolution mm-hmm. michael Farad- michael faraday and a lot of things that happened during that that period mm-hmm. which which led to the development of the engine which led to the development of factories and so mm-hmm. what's happened is that that way of uh, that you know state of mind that way of understanding that mindset mm-hmm. that began then led to this entire capitalist, commercialized way of being in the world, such that now, such that now, people are unconsciously wedded to convenience, Mm -hmm. more and more gadgets, material Mm -hmm. things, 24-7, fast food, Mm-hmm. Amazon purchasing, push mm-hmm. button, swipe screen, and we don't even realize that that's a consequence of a scientifically outdated, from a sp- certain perspective, view mm-hmm. of time. When I always say, yeah. when Benjamin Franklin said, time is money, I say this, mm-hmm. and every time I he 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 it wasn't an equal sign it is a simile mm-hmm. it is a simile mm-hmm. it's a it's a metaphor time yeah. does not equal money folks but yeah. <laughs> the people who have built off the economies and especially economies of scale have sort of dictated it for the rest of us and so we've gotten away from the earth We've gotten away from the natural rhythms and we have disaster basically (laughs) from one level at the climate, the climate change and raping the earth and pollution and COVID even 
right? Mm -hmm. So people like wonder what is this? What's happening? It's very clear that people don't understand what they mean when they say, I don't have time. I'm too busy. I've got to mm. meet these deadlines. The, all that vernacular is this unconscious wrapping. It's, a, it's like a microfilm that yeah. we, can't, we can't poke through. I can go mm -hmm. on and on and on, but it's time. The world, the universe at the planetary level mm -hmm. is communicating it's time to stop. But at your personal journey level, if you get too far ahead of yourself, especially mm -hmm. with an addiction, the, the life is going to tell you, hey, stop, 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 pause, yeah. wake yeah. up. So that's because right. that's, where, that's why the clock time adherence, time prison, time imprisonment, there's so many words for it. So yes, yes it's not to your point. I'm, I'm, a, I'm elaborating beyond your point, but it's such an important mm -hmm. point. Because we have to begin with the idea that what I just said is correct. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> is it even right what I just said? Is that true? Yeah. Is it true? And I, yeah. I, believe, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that our adherence to clock time mm -hmm. and, the inherit and the unspoken, unest, unquestioned in inheritance of this time language is responsible yeah. For a great many problems that people have. Yes. You know, this is really interesting because I never looked at time like this until this conversation. So I'm very grateful for this conversation because one of the things that I always talk about with, you know, clients, with, with people that I work with is that our egoistic self has attachments to the reality, to time. Now I'm saying time. But I often say attachments to reality, relationships, what's happening in our life at the moment. So much so that we are at the mercy of our reality. You know, if it goes well, great, we're happy. If it doesn't go well, oh my God, I'm just, you know, um, there's a crisis happening. And what you're saying is that when you are so attached to this concept of time, which in certain areas of science is um, contradicted, when you're so attached to this concept of time, you're essentially forming an, an attachment which is keeping you away from your own true self. You're so attached to it that the only thing you think about is, I'm running out of time. There is so much to do. How am I going to achieve this and that? Can I ever get in control of my time? Can it ever be in my grasp? And the answer is no. Because again, it's just a concept. <laughs> Sort of funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a it it's like a big, funny. It's, like a, it's a big joke, you know. People yeah. wonder where people wonder where burnout comes from. Mm -hmm. Like how, how? I mean, just look. It's 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 a no brainer, you know. Yeah, and you know the thing about it is that now it's systemized. So if I'm at work, you know, my performance is going to be based on how much time I'm spending, and then. I have 24 hours in a day. And so I have to, you know, always measure my commitment to people, to work, to things with time. So I'm in the system where we're actually kind of rushing each other all the time, so much so that that is our priority to make sure that we take everything off of the bucket list. 
on time. Yes. Yes. So I want to be careful because our work is focused on the solution. But we are talking early in the conversation about how it got this way. So yeah. I want to I want to I want to immediately give you and the listeners a tool. Have you ever said I'm too busy or I'm busy I can't talk right now? I used to say until I heard Rhonda Byrne. Oh, what did what is what did she say? She said that, you know, law of attraction. She talked about law of attraction and she said that when you use such affirmations that you're too busy, that time is running out, you keep attracting situations where you are actually too busy and time is actually running out and you actually never have sufficient time. And, you know, that goes hand in hand with Einstein's definition of time, where he talks about that, you know, you can dilate time by giving yourself room to breathe and just understand that it's not running out. Just let it go. You can dilate it. I, am, I know Einstein's theory half-baked. I'm going to come in in another episode, you guys, and I will tell you exactly full baked when I've done my research on it. But this is what I got from Rhonda Byrne, you know? And so, yeah, what, um, curious to know what you were suggesting. Well, what, instead of saying, I'm, now I'm curious, instead of saying I'm too busy, what do you now say or what do you now affirm? I, so instead of saying that, first of all, I don't say it. So if I feel that I have a lot on my plate, I usually say I'm very grateful for the opportunities. Let me prioritize this right now. Beautiful. That's how I even talk to my team and everybody in my family. You know, I go like, Beautiful. let me prioritize family time. And then the family time is so much fun. Like we're having the best time. And when, when I'm with my partner, I go like, let me prioritize quality time with him. And so it's always this you know, just prioritizing what I have at hand. And that kind of makes things very nice for me. Like right now, I'm really enjoying prioritizing my time with you. So right. the time has a lot of quality because I'm all present here. Well, Does that yeah, no, it's fascinating. <laughs> what, what, yeah, no, it's, it's beautiful. And it's important, I think, for people listening to understand that there are many tools, including this one that we just talked about, to help you get off of that mindset of the treadmill of time. And yeah. um, what you just did, though, was really important because you said by prioritizing, it allows you to be more present. Mm -hmm. The yeah. quest, quest for presence is the collection of books. Yes. What I was, what I, another tool that you can use mm -hmm. is if you're on the call with somebody or they're trying to reach you and you're interacting with them and you find yourself busy and you can't spend time with them, what you can say instead of and affirm instead of I'm too busy is I am not as present as I would like to be with you right now. I would like to yeah. be more I would like to be more present with you. Can we take a moment together? And mm -hmm. what you're doing but what by doing that two things. One, your priorities immediately fall into that space of relationship. Yes. 
and you're there with that other person. The other thing that happens is you empower yourself to share a value that mm -hmm. reinforces your the journey of your soul. So mm -hmm. instead of instead of bowing down to the god of clack time, mm -hmm. you're you're honoring your own soul's journey. And you're allowing yeah. the other person to witness it with you. Now, many people are not going to think that way or see it that way. But when you do that for yourself, you're creating the kind of healing that's mm -hmm. needed. And you never yeah. know. You never know. The other person might be in pain. They might be hurting. They might be really absent. And mm -hmm. so the idea here is that we're not just talking about prioritizing although that's part of it but mm -hmm. at another at another level there's another level so prioritizing is the means to the mm -hmm. end of presence yes i agree 100,000% yeah. i think you're absolutely right cuz you know as soon as i set an intention to be fully committed to be with somebody in that moment. Um, I am present. My mind, my spirit, my body is there. And I'm completely engaged with that person. And I also like to touch on something that you said earlier, that it can be quite healing for the other person that you are fully present with them. And I cannot emphasize how much of a dif difference being present has made for me. My relationships are different because I'm so present with them. I feel like I'm overusing this word, but it's just highly required in context. Um, yeah, I'm present with them and I'm listening to them and I'm engaged with them. Our conversations flow differently. It's a lot heart to heart. There are soulful conversations. We are letting go of the egoistic thoughts and the egoistic you know, um, temptations to maybe gossip or, you know, talk about worldly things. And we just let go of those things. We talk about things which really matter, can be worldly, but it is about the self. And it's very healing and nourishing in, in many ways. So this is fantastic. I love how your mind works, Dr. Joel. It's, it's just so wonderful to listen to. Um, you talked about the collection. You're welcome. So you talked about the collection, which is Quest for Presence. And the second book, Soulful Capacity, is coming out. So for those who are interested in that book, the link is going to be in the description box. And it is yet to come out. So you're going to be the first ones to get your hand on it. Yay. Um, <laughs> yay. It is, it's really exciting. I am, I'm very excited about um, this book because I'm understanding your own understanding of the journey of the soul, that you're prioritizing that. And so I'm intrigued and I would love to know what is it that you're highlighting in the soulful capacity, the book that's coming out now? Oh, there's so much. I, I, First, I appreciate your resonance with this work and your own uh, 
your own experience of being present. And, and so I'll, I'll do my best to keep it short. The book one um, comes out, came out first a few months ago. It's called The Map and the Radiant Forces. Map so, and the Radiant Forces. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was book one. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then, of course, The Connoisseur of Time was a primer to both of the, mm-hmm. to the, to the collection. So yeah. the soulful capacities are our capacities for experiencing this alternate view of time, deep time, soulful time, cosmic time, spiritual time. What we're talking about is having the capacity to experience life deeply mm-hmm. and fully given the, quote, fact that human beings are only alive with a human body and brain and some semblance of consciousness to experience Mm. this life as precious as it is. Yeah. So while we have this, quote, limited time, again, we're talking about clock time, linear time, Mm-hmm. Can can we cultivate the capacity to find out that we are the universe, that we are mm. God, that we are a drop in the ocean of love, that we mm-hmm. are to you to your point you made earlier, part of a unity that has existed and will exist for eternity. Now yeah. that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. <laughs> so the 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 first thing is to understand, well what is that? <laughs> yeah. People call people call it whatever, god, krishna consciousness, mm-hmm. um bodhicitta, uh all these different cosmic consciousness. Different names Father, pointing to the which, same thing. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. That mm-hmm. whatever whatever your orientation is, there's some recognition yes. that there's a totality, a wholeness mm-hmm. that exists out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and at one level, it's frightening. It's completely frightening to know that we are facing that at some point. Mm-hmm. And that's what people call death. So the first book talks about what that totality is in terms of what I call radiant forces. Mm-hmm. I won't go into what those are. But they yeah. are they are basically the same things we've learned from modern physics, quantum mechanics, and mm-hmm. spiritual and spiritual traditions. Yeah. So moving, I'm excited for that. <laughs> moving moving forward to the soulful capacities. Yeah. What what do we know from all the spiritual teachings about about qualities, aptitudes? that human beings can cultivate 
to mm-hmm. better appreciate how precious life is. So I'd like to play a game with you. Yeah, in- I'm all in- for it. Instead of me telling you what the four soulful capacities I talk about are, mm-hmm. let let me instead have you pick a number um, mm-hmm. from two to uh, nine, and we'll just see. These are the these are contemplations in book two. So each book has contemplations exercises Mm -hmm. so i'll let you pick that number and then i'll i'll go to that and we'll go from there okay um seven so seven is the temple (laughs) i'm excited temple the temple yes beautiful yeah and i'll i'll say uh something about the temple that um is pretty mind blowing. This is from Abraham Joshua Heschel, who was a Polish born American rabbi. And he wrote a book called The Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And in the book, in the book, he says the word kadosh. Kadosh, Kadosh is a Hebrew word for holy. Hmm. Okay, is used is used for the first time in the book of Genesis, mm-hmm. at the end of the story of creation. Hmm. How how extremely significant is the fact that it is applied to time? Quote. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Wow. There is no reference in the entire record of creation to any object in space that would be endowed with the quality of holiness. It is the seventh day. Mm -hmm. Time. Time, not space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time that is holy. Mm. And the temple, the physical space of the temple, yeah, that came into being. T E M P mm-hmm. is the same etymology as the word time. Mm. Yeah. The body is the temple because it is limited. And so the honoring of the Sabbath, the honoring mm-hmm. of time set aside, cut off, templated, mm-hmm. is fundamental to spirituality. Fundamental. It is yeah. the, it is the time where we honor our precious human birth, mm-hmm. our relationship to the cosmos, and our capacity 
which is a very real capacity for transcendence. Mm -hmm. And what he has said, and so many others have said, you have to take the time away. Even Leonardo da Vinci said, he, in order for him to think, he gets his best thinking done when he gets mm -hmm. away. So the quest, we talk mm -hmm. about quest, is a paradox. There's no place to go. Yeah. The metaphor of the journey is a mistaken metaphor. There's no mm. place. It's the time. It's about being still. It's about being together in this precious time we have been allotted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So any soulful capacity that you might cultivate, and the four we have are acceptance, presence, flow and synchronicity requires honoring time apart. Mm -hmm. This is intellectually quite stimulating. And I am sure that the listeners are fascinated. They are excited. Uh, and they may also have a lot of questions. So Dr. Joel, to simplify, you mentioned something which is very interesting. You said that the metaphor, the journey of the soul, is essentially interesting because it's all about being present. So you're really not going on a journey because a journey means movement usually. But you're saying that the journey of the soul is essentially being present, being still, being with yourself, unattached to time, right? A different time. A different not, time. Yeah, we we in in this mortal coil, we can't escape the fact that we're all going to die. Yeah, that's that's inescapable. And if you're a parent listening to this, and you have children, or you're a leader in a in a business, and you have a lot to do, and you have deadlines, it's inescapable. The quest, right. it, the quest is. How can you have, I love your, you know, your podcast because it's mm -hmm. about state of mind. Mm -hmm. It's about how can you cultivate an attitude toward your life where you always come back to the Sabbath within you mm -hmm. yeah. because the world, the world is going to do what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. So the journey begins and ends now. My, my colleague, uh, Christy Ellison, you might want to have her on. She has her mm -hmm. thing called A Now Life. A and Now Life. Beautiful. A Now Life. Yeah. And the idea is that we're always arriving. We're always, mm. we're alway, we're always moving from the threshold into our life. If we have that sense of how precious it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, um, this is a whole lot of food for thought for people. And as you were talking about 
you know, Christian, um, that we are always arriving, something came to my mind, which was, what is, what is the reason behind being present? What if somebody is not present? What is it that they're missing out on? And immediately I thought everything. They're missing out on life. When you're not present, when you're not unattached with the, with the you know, definition of time that we are used to now in the society, when we're attached to it, we're always in a race and we're never really fully with ourselves. We're never really present. So what we're missing out is on our life. And to essentially make the most of our life, it is important to unattach to that and understand that being present in every minute, in every hour of the day is the biggest gift you can give yourself and other people. Yeah, it's... Because you're not chasing. Yeah, the, for people to who might be struggling with this, when I do a workshop, I'll sometimes show uh, movie clips. And so mm -hmm. I'll show, and I'll, I, I encourage people, I'm, I'm, I'm really big on spiritual cinema. And mm -hmm. unfortunately now the spiritual cinema circle that used to be around is no longer, but there are movies that mm -hmm. are directly. So here's a list. Groundhog Day with Bill Murray mm -hmm. is a great movie for understanding what we just talked about. Castaway with Tom Hanks is another mm -hmm. great movie uh, for understanding these things. There are there are mm. there are others. Uh, there are many others as well, but those are mm -hmm. the two that I I recommend to people because the movie story is really about um, the very thing we're talking about: missing out on life, and then mm. and then figuring out. Oh wait, I don't have to miss out on it anymore. So, yeah. So it's not. And the other movie that is one of my favorite of all times is the movie mm -hmm. Contact with Jodie Foster, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. because it's about the, you know, our our we're not alone, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the universe. Contact, you know, Carl Sagan, and and mm -hmm. what. What I want to say about all three of those movies, which I think are works of genius, um, is that... And I'll be just adding for the listeners that I'll be putting it in the show notes, Dr. Joel's recommendations. <laughs> so oh, you guys yeah, can take I can, that. I can list about 20 songs too. But if you, <laughs> you're, you're, as a listener, you have to find those cultural artifacts, movies, books, songs, mm -hmm. poetry that are not on the internet, that are yeah. in the library or on the TV or movie or whatever, where you take the time to like reflect on these things. Because when you yeah. do, it activates parts of your brain that are magical, that are, mm -hmm. we each have an inner wizard we each have an inner Jedi knight that yeah. knows how to use the force. And we can't cultivate that without pausing. Mm -hmm. and, and, and those movies inspire me to pause and to, and to yeah. get in touch with my feelings. Another piece to this. Yeah. Point. I hope that helps. Yeah. With, yeah. 
That does. And it also adds another dimension to it because you're saying that as you're pausing and as you're getting in touch with yourself, you're also giving room to your creative genius to flow. And our mind, each and every one of us have a, you know, it has a creative genius. We all have something that we can give, which is absolutely magical. That's what I believe in. Um, and I, I agree with you because I personally have experienced this every time that I have paused and I have get, I've gotten back in touch with myself, my, my vocabulary, my thoughts, what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, how I'm articulating, what I'm producing as a content creator, as a speaker, it's very different and much of a much higher quality than when I'm not in touch with myself. It's just two different people. Well, you know, that's that early podcast that you did where remember, yeah. and, and you can <laughs> reference it in the notes. So yes. Sarah did this podcast that she recorded that was completely scripted. Mm-hmm. And she, you'll know what episode it is. And it's a yeah. great, it's a great example because the, the journey that you were on between mm-hmm. when you did a scripted podcast and when you started mm-hmm. to go in a different direction is exactly what yeah. I think you're talking about. Absolutely. Thank you so much for referencing that. Cause, um, that's golden. And I will link the episode in the show notes for people who want to understand what Dr. Joel is talking about, because I can relate to that. I remember when I used to read in a scripted <laughs> episode, it would take me multiple takes. I would make multiple mistakes. Um, the quality of work would be weak. Um, it would take a lot of energy. And I just wasn't in touch with myself because I was in the state of my ego. I wanted to receive validation from people. So I would, I would try my best to perfect my speech while I was doing that, you know, because I'm so attached to what other people are thinking and what they would be saying about me listening to the podcast. I am not in touch with my true self. I'm not present with my own self. And now the podcasts sound just day and night different because right now I need no script. I'm in touch with myself and I talk from my own mind, my own heart, my own spirit. And so it lands differently as well. And it doesn't occur to me what other people are going to think because I just know that because I'm talking from a place of authenticity, I am also reaching a place of authenticity. And that's it. That's the only relationship I care for, you know? I, I, I'm so glad that you have had your experience of being able to have gone through that, but also reflect on that and also share Mm -hmm. it with the audience. So if I can, I'm going to break it down a little bit. So so one of the treasures that uh, we talk about is the treasure of spontaneity. Mm. One of the soulful capacities is flow. Yeah. So flow is what you're talking about, that when you are in that creative space and you're able to be spontaneous and you don't mm-hmm. have to over control where it's going, you have the ability yes. to actually enter into a flow state and you can reference all the research on that. And one, mm-hmm. of, the key, one of the key qualities of the flow state is timelessness. Yes. Beautiful. 
So magical, Dr. Joel. <laughs> right. So can I please you... write it in my book, which I'm going to write sometime in the future? Can I please steal this from you? Can I borrow this? I'm going to credit you in my Whatever. book. Whatever. This is I, really I, magnificent. Well, no, but that's what that is when you are honoring. That's an honoring. And so, yeah. what's beautiful about what I understand your podcast to be is giving the opportunity for people to come back to their soulful reality. Mm-hmm. And to say it's, an, it's again, it's an honoring. So you're walking the talk is more important sometimes. You know, you might have somebody yeah. on who maybe you have somebody and don't agree with and mm-hmm. or they say something. So like if you're authentic and spontaneous, you know, and, and I, I just listened to uh, somebody who was challenging one of their podcast guests because they were very real. Very interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That and happens. I, yes. Yeah, see where I'm going? And it's, that's more, yeah. that's more important than um, the, and I'll say this, there's so much media out there that is mm-hmm. ma- manufactured to present a particular perspective that is actually yeah. manufactured to polarize it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with this nothing to do with the soul at all but rather follow us be part of our tribe learn mm-hmm. from us and here's some product you can buy and mm-hmm. that's an example of the okay one more thing here in the yeah. hindu in the hindu texts Mm-hmm. In in the Vedic texts, time is equated with mm-hmm. the devil. Mm-hmm. And there, mm-hmm. in, interesting. In, and you look through philosophy. There is there's that version, which is you're you're paying homage to something that is limited and limiting. Because mm-hmm. you think this is all that I have. So if you look at all, you know, when people sign their blood and blood, I give me my soul in return for this. It's because they mm-hmm. want something in this life. Yeah. So, so the point of all of that is when you're sharing your truth in a soulful oriented podcast, mm-hmm. you have the opportunity for people who might be stuck in a tribe in a polarized view to maybe go, well, wait Mm -hmm. a second. This is transcendent of that duality that you were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier. So I want to acknowledge, I want to acknowledge you for what you're bringing. And I hope it's not taken as just flattery. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. And, you know, I, I understand and I respect what you're saying and it's going to stick with me because, um, what you are hinting on is something very important to be authentic and to be real. And that is a great place to influence people from. If that is the intention someone has to influence and make a positive change, just be yourself, just speak your mind and come from an authentic place, ask questions from an authentic place, make mistakes from an authentic place. Cause after all, we all are very similar. You know, there's not much that we're different. We all are similar. No one's perfect. We make mistakes. You know, we have our, we have our sad times. We have our traumas. We have our happy times. We have our dreams and ambitions. We are so similar. 
And it is very important. And I agree that now, especially now, because there's so much media out there, it is very important just to be raw and to be yourself. Because the entire notion of perfectionism is honestly an epidemic. People run behind it, but it's not even true. There is no perfectionism in this world. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you made that comment for the audience that I hope that I'm assuming we're going to start winding down here that people walk away with a sense of being uh, held, being mm -hmm. uh, affirmed, being supported, that mm -hmm. we're not, we're not anything I've said, if it came across as proselytizing or hitting on a particular uh, theology or philosophy, then Go mm -hmm. back, go back to earlier in the episode when I mentioned the St. Teresa quote, because yeah. I'm not, I'm not wanting to reinforce the ego, mm -hmm. uh, it, but we do want to call it out when we see it, at least, yes. at least to ourselves so we can discriminate. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and, and so the more you take that time for yourself, the more you stand in your own spontaneous genius, the better... Mm -hmm you'll be able to discriminate and not give in to the mind and all its negativity that mm -hmm. many people, many people are trying to use to get you to buy something. So yeah. uh, it's very important given what's happened in the world. So. Right. Yeah. I, and I will second that. I think, you know, I greatly appreciate the intellect and the harmony with which you spoke Every, everything makes sense and everything was flowing. And I can, you know, I appreciate the depth of knowledge that you have and that you shared in the podcast. So thank you very much for your time and thank you for what you brought to us. And yeah, I'm very excited for Soulful Capacity to meet the listeners, to meet the world. The entire concept of quest for presence. So Soulful Capacity is the second book um, of this collection, which is being released in a few days. To the listeners and you can access it through the link that I would be putting in the description notes and it all ties in together the the messages to be on a quest for presence and that is what we touched on and you know expanded on today's episode and I hope it compelled you to think about it and I hope it gave you some food for thought for the least at the least so yeah and I'm going to be putting in Dr. Joel's uh, social media accounts and ways that you can connect with him. Um, please go ahead and support the work that he's doing and show some love to the amazing, uh, you know, literature, amazing work that Dr. Joel has created. Um, thank you very much for your time, Dr. Joel. I think I can talk to you for another hour. We kind of have to wrap up. And I'm very excited to, you know, one day have you back and discuss the other parts of the quest presence. Well, wait, wait, I have to hear what you have to say about Einstein and Einsteinian time. I have to hear about that first. <laughs> the, well, you know, what I understood about it, and I haven't researched into it too much, was that Einstein was hinting on something that you said. He was talking about how time can be dilated when you think about it in a certain way. And you know, going back to what you said and linking it also with the work that has been done 
from other authors like Rhonda Byrne, where they emphasize on the importance of being present. Again, the very importance of prioritizing the time you have right now, just being present in this time completely, you almost in a way slow down the time and you make the most out of it. And the whole concept of I'm rushing and time is running out, it, that concept kind of dissolves itself because you're making the most out of the time that you have. You're being so present that now time is working for you. It's yeah. in a way being dilated. Yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Any last thoughts about uh, anything that's coming to your mind, Dr. Joel? No, just for those of you who are listening, who feel the weight of uh, schedules and routines and heaviness. And uh, I hope that this didn't come across as um, pie in the sky. Mm -hmm. uh, rose-colored glasses, uh, and I hope that there's something in here that you can take, um, because it is hard. Life can be grueling, mm -hmm. and people are people don't have time. But you never know; someone might stumble across this. Yes, and and I, I hope that you take an attitude of well, maybe there is something in here that could be useful. Go watch the movie, you know, yeah. something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I did a little, a little, a little search on the documents that I was working on. And Einstein was saying that time is relative. So I'm just going to quickly like squeeze it in that tad bit. Time is relative. So the more present you are, the more time you have with yourself. And the more you think that, no, it's running out, it's running out, it's running out, the more absent you are with yourself. And there you go. You lost on your time. You lost on a small part of your life, which is are. now in the past. <laughs> Here we are. Thank you for the wonderful discussion, Dr. Joel. It was a pleasure. Needless to say, I would, you know, be so happy that we meet it back again. We have discussions again. I'd be so happy to be following the work that you're creating. Thank you for bringing so much wisdom and light to the world. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. Thank you for joining me on this episode. It is because of you that now Sound Talks is reaching over 44 countries. For Dr. Joel's book, which is going to be, by the way, for $1.99 for only two days, that is September 13th and 14th, please go ahead and sign up using the link in the description box. It's going to give you alerts for when the book is available and you will be the first one to grab it. $1.99, just a steal of a deal, lesser than what a coffee would cost. I would highly recommend that you make use of this deal. If you would like to share a review, please go ahead and rate and review the show over wherever you're watching it. You can also send in your suggestions at hello at officialsalm.com. To support the show, you can head over to the Patreon page, which is also listed in the description below. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye now.